0: This episode is brought to you by Pure Harvest. Although I had a very small town upbringing, I don't think I ever had like a small town mentality and I never thought just because I lived in a small town that that was going to limit my ability to kind of do what I want.
1: I think fear is like literally the number one like, you know, crippling thing for so many people because it's like, oh, or like, you know, embarrassment or something like whereas... Yeah,
0: failure never even crossed my mind because I was just like, you know, I'd rather try and potentially lose that money and say at least that I tried, then just not then try not at try. all. Mm. I said something the other day that was like, I don't think I was born with the looks or body. Oh, my
1: God. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, She says, sometimes I just look at my life and I just think, I didn't get the looks that my personality deserves or something oh, yeah, like
2: said <laughs> that. That's amazing. I didn't get the looks or body I think I deserve. Yeah. Welcome to the Seize the Yay podcast. If you're an avid podcast listener, today's guests probably need no introduction. But if you haven't already tuned in to Happy Hour with Lucy and Nikki, I'm sure you will want to after this. Their banter is unmatched. I don't think I've laughed as hard in an episode or any conversation for a long time. And it's absolutely clear why they've grown such a cult following across their joint account, We the Wild Ones, started in 2015 to follow their festival adventures. Jagger and Stone, their booming fashion label, kicked off with a bang in 2018 with an iconic shoot at Joshua Tree after Coachella and of course their podcast that just took home silver at this year's Australian Podcast Awards. Lucy and Nikki have such a refreshingly different take on work-life balance to many of our past guests, taking the party wherever they go, but also building highly successful careers and businesses at the same time. Their straight-up no-bullshit approach to self-doubt and worst-case scenarios is also the example we all need of people who don't let fear control their decisions and a reminder that two can achieve far more than one can alone. I had such a great laugh, as you'll hear, Lucy and Nikki are an absolute breath of fresh air with the perfect blend of self-deprecating and no fucks given after a very serious year they're just such a good reminder that life is far too short not to enjoy I hope you guys love them as much as the rest of us already Lucy and Nikki otherwise known as we the wild ones welcome to the show Hi! Uh,
0: hey <laughs> I actually just made a joke before because this is the second time we started recording, so I'm just going to s- recycle the same <laughs> joke, but today we are We the Hungover Well, one. I'm
2: so honoured yeah. that you still wanted to jump on the show. You guys are troopers. Oh, oh babe. Absolutely. Wouldn't miss it for the world. We are.
0: We like to pride ourselves. Aaron, who's our producer, would probably disagree with us, but we like to pride ourselves on being people that see through the commitments that we make, don't we, Nick?
1: Yeah, and otherwise known as work hard, play harder.
2: Mm. I mean, play hard work. <laughs> (laughs) But that's what's amazing about you guys. You're just so much fun. You're the life of the party, but you can also have this incredible business output. You've got Jagger and Stone Mm. together as business partners, your amazing podcast. You've just got so many things going on, but Balance. Balance, got darling. a very healthy little cup of tea yep. on the table there. <laughs> I'm having a peppermint tea. I'm a huge
0: tea drinker. Oh, I love it. Girl. I'm having coffee in Tim Tams. So <laughs> how, many coffee, how many coffees
1: is that for you today? I've had like 15 <laughs> coffees today.
2: She had literally like So is it we breakfast. the hangover ones because you were celebrating your silver in the Australian Podcast Awards this weekend? Woo! Yeah, Woo! baby! Woo! <laughs> it was definitely celebrating had on Saturday
1: evening. When how we are the you news. feeling? Super exciting. Listen, doll, I'd be a lot more happy if
0: we won, but second's not too bad.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Which Uh, one have you said, if you don't win, you're
2: last? Who was that?
1: (laughs) Me. Yeah, that was Lucy. If you're not first, you're last. If you're not first, you're last. And it was so funny, like, because we said that in the Abby Chatfield episode we did about the bachelor and she was like, cheers, bitches. And then one of our punters commented that on our post and we were like, well played. (laughs) She goes, eat your words. Oi, but I will
0: say it's ironic that... We said that to Abby Chatfield who was in The Bachelor and then the girls that beat us are in Life Uncut and they were both on The Bachelor. Circle of life.
2: (laughs) <laughs> a <of> batchy karma, <laughs> and you guys only just had your first birthday for your podcast a little while ago. So you've come such a long way, which is so incredible. But before we jump in, I'd love to know what you guys think for any of our listeners who haven't already tuned into your podcast. What would you say your gateway drug episode is that you think they should tune into to kind of really get across the vibe of happy hour? You know, for the first time.
0: I thought you were going to ask me what my gateway drug was. Well, something else, Sarah. It's bloody Monday morning, dog. <laughs> yeah,
2: straight into it. (laughs)
0: Um, No, so which podcast, like as in which one's the best one? Or which one you think is
2: like to get them hooked, to like explain what the whole vibe is. I reckon they should listen to this
1: one time at Coachella. Yeah, that's a really good good one. one. It's our, our second
0: episode, I believe.
1: Yeah, we just went straight up. That's probably why we've got a successful
2: podcast because we told all of our best (laughs) stories at the start. I do you guys don't hold anything back. It's just so entertaining. Oh,
0: (laughs) almost. I need to start holding a little bit more back, to be honest. (laughs) I'm getting a bit of a bad name for myself, if I'm honest. All my friends are like, I'm not fucking telling you anything anymore. You're going to put it on your podcast. Just because you don't say our name doesn't mean they don't know who you're talking about. (laughs) I'm like,
1: (laughs) so true. Especially because there's two of us and we're just always just like, when the episodes of Just Us Two, we're just like discussing and then you kind of forget that you're recording. You really do. And then Lucy will be like, who is it? Who is it? Mouth it to me. And we're like <laughs> just like talking like normal friends but But this is on why air. it goes so like, well oh, though
2: because it's just a chat between mates and everyone else feels like they're sitting on yeah, the couch true. with you and they're part of the family, which is amazing. <laughs> well, you know that
0: meme? I don't know if you've seen that meme but there's a meme of people sitting around like on a podcast and then a girl in a photo, a girl sitting next to them with a the wine and it's like me listening to my favourite podcast feeling like I'm there having wines with friends. Yeah,
1: and get we get sent that all the time. Oh,
0: we get sent it like at least three times a week just from someone being like, oh my God, I found this. And I'm like, <laughs> Sorry, we've seen that one. <laughs>
2: So the first question before we kick off is a little icebreaker where I ask everyone what the most down to earth thing is about them, which is already kind of becoming pretty clear with you guys. (laughs) But particularly for people like you who are prolific content creators and who people have often seen or heard of as businesswomen or podcasters, there's still a bit of surface level, you know, a surface level identity that happens in the digital world. So what's something really relatable about you? And maybe you guys can answer for each other.
0: <laughs> Ooh, oh fuck! Well, I already know what mine is that we discussed it on the way here, and I already we'll do Nikki one for what ourselves
1: and one for each other. Yeah, let's
0: do one for ourselves and then one for each other because we literally just discussed what we we're going to yeah. say, so we know. Well, I just, when Nikki was talking to her about it, I'm like, fucking, not much is that down to earth about me, to be honest.
1: <laughs> you're, okay, there's my view, your honesty.
0: I'm you brutally going, honest, but no, I'm not even wearing shoes today and I'm in like a proper <laughs> recording studio. So I guess that's like a kind of down to earth feature. I'm pretty like, like, like laid back in the uh, sense of bogan flex.
2: <laughs> but you're both yeah, North, North Queenslanders, like right? So that's kind of, you know, that's cultural. Literally.
0: I grew up in a small town where you didn't actually even have to wear Stop shoes it. to school.
2: Oh, my gosh. There you go. Humble beginnings.
0: <laughs> Literally. So because it's so wet up there, the principal always, like, argued that if you wore shoes to school most of the time, they would just end up, like, soaked and your little feet running around in, like, little wet <laughs> shoes all day. So God forbid you get tinnier, doll. Well, I know. I'm pretty sure that's why my brother has, like, you know, long lifelong tinnier. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Jim. Um, no, but... Literally at Mission Beach State School, it's the only school, like pretty much in Australia. It, other, I'm sure there's others, but um, that you don't actually have to wear I shoes. I can't believe to that's school. an
2: actual thing. That's amazing. Mm. Mm. It's actually very common in North Queensland.
0: Yeah. And it's weird because growing up from an area like that where you don't wear, like, it's, it's kind of weird to even put <laughs> shoes on like you go to like no you literally go to like cafes and restaurants and stuff and like eat and dine without shoes there quite normally mm. maybe not at nighttime but in the day so now that i like wear shoes more often <laughs> i find now it now that you're civilized if I, now that i've now that i've left the stone age monkey ages and joined <laughs> the real world I find it weird sometimes that I'm like, like just then when I walked into the studio with no shoes on and um, Aaron and Courtney just started laughing, We're like, oh my God, the audacity, she's not wearing shoes. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. It's kind of weird to not wear shoes. It's frowned upon in peak <laughs> COVID to not Definitely have shoes <laughs> frowned upon.
1: I remember where I grew up, we used to go away, like we'd go away to States for like running and stuff. And cause I grew up in a really small town as well. Like we didn't have any actual, um. Like proper running tracks. So we just used to run on the grass. And then when you go away to states, it's like, you know, all the tar or whatever that stuff is called. So many people in our team, because we didn't have, you know, proper running shoes, we'd tape our feet up like our coaches would like tape our feet up <laughs> to run on the tar cuz you'd say that you had something on <laughs> like your feet I had to borrow a pair of um pair of spikes when I first went away for states cuz I was like shit amazing. I don't have any shoes <laughs>
0: everyone else just there with a bit of sticky tape on their feet literally and then you're like a fashion label,
2: ladies and gentlemen
0: Yeah
1: What literally. up I'm
0: telling you right now if you saw a visual of what I look like today you wouldn't think I was doing much other than We've always been <laughs> expressive though Yeah I look I honestly look like I I've just rolled out of <laughs> Something. I'm looking very degrade at least. She's looking I hobo chic. I am. I am. What about you, Nick? What's your down to earth feature?
1: Mine. Well, I said this. Well, I don't know if it's down to earth because like I chose to do it. I thought it was amazing. But um I lived out of a van for six months <gasps> through Mexico and amazing. Central America. So that was pretty pretty humbling, I guess. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh yeah, hippie wanderlust vibes. Like when you're actually doing it, it's like fuck. You know, you're sleeping in like a hot ass van having to lock the doors because you're in Acapulco where you can hear gunshots in the near distance. (laughs) Quite literally. How great is travel
2: in Africa and India? It's just a great time. (laughs) So yeah, it was very grounding, like
1: looking for groceries, like there wasn't any like proper supermarkets in like Nicaragua and stuff. So we just sort of wait and you hear like this tray back sort of truck thing kind of come through the hills and they'd play really loud Spanish (laughs) music. And then you just sort of run down and, like, have to get, like, whatever stuff they had in the back of their truck. And we're like, okay, what are we making for dinner tonight? we got a tomato, a potato. <laughs> Yum. Well,
2: those are some of the funniest answers we've had to that question.
0: Oh,
1: stop <laughs> it! For two fashion designers,
2: Luce, I just love that you rocked up not only without your shoes, but you didn't even bring shoes. Like, you don't even have them on you.
1: <laughs> I
2: met her for a coffee
1: in Byron this morning and she didn't have shoes on at the cafe. She's just, like, walking around with our friend's baby. And I'm like, you literally look like a proper Byron mum right now. It suits you.
0: I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a bar and mum. Oi, but I got a visual of myself this morning, and I. Sometimes <laughs> I have this moment, out of body moment, where I'm like, "Fuck me,
1: do I really look like that?" It oh, happens That's scary. All the time. <laughs> oh,
2: stop it. Just like a <laughs> bit spooky. It's like that meme about how you ever think you're kind of pretty, then you see a different angle of your face and realize you're actually a swamp creature. It happens to me all the time.
1: <laughs> Literally, <laughs> two words: face filters. I've Gotta <laughs> no. stop fucking using it.
2: Then you see them. people in, you in real I life. To you like, the what? other day,
0: Nick. <laughs> I said something the other day that was like, I don't think I was born with the looks or body.
1: Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> she goes. She goes. Sometimes I just look at my life and I just think I didn't get, well, no, I didn't get the looks that my personality deserves or something. That's like amazing. That I, said, <laughs> I didn't get the looks or body I think I deserve. Yeah, that's and Nikki's right. just like, shut up. We literally make our PA write everything down. So like, no joke, she's got like this little note to it, and she dates it and then writes. She Shit Lucy Says in the office. Yeah, she's got, like, a notes
0: section called Shit Lucy Says and they're, like, they just, they range from anything, like, you know, I don't feel like I got the body that I deserve (laughs) or, like, something like, Emily, buy me a large bell, please, like, because I want to start ringing a bell when we get big sales Um, and or, like, you know, what's another thing?
1: Oh, there's been honestly that many. There's been so many. (laughs) So we had a, you know the week we had an episode with you and, like, after that week, no joke, you kind of, like, We had like a really, really positive week. I remember we were talking about like trusting the process and everything and then she goes in the office. So like obviously her positivity is like wearing thin, getting towards the end of the week and she goes. So good. She goes, do you guys trust the process? And she's typing at her computer and we go, yeah, babe. She goes,
2: I don't. I love it. <laughs> no, I just go, Emily, write that down.
0: But Sarah, I'll have you know, I am trusting the process so more at the moment. I'm so proud of
2: you. And that was actually, I loved it when I was on your podcast, how you opened it with like, so we know you're all about seizing the yay, you know, really positive person. So we're really negative. So what can you do for us? Like, give us some tips. <laughs> I need you. I need you in my life right now. But what is amazing about you two is that you still represent what I believe is seizing your yay finding what you love to do, finding what you're really good at and uniting that all together to make a life out of it. And also doing it in a way that Mm. didn't happen overnight. I mean, you guys met so many chapters before where you are now. And I think many people would Mm. assume if they walked into your life right now that, you know, these two have haven't made. It all happened smoothly. It all came together. They are living the dream. But reading through the story, it's so interesting that there's been so many chapters in between that don't get as much airtime and that there are so many narratives you could have told yourself about your earlier lives so Mm. Yeah, this is why the first section is your way TA going through all those chapters and looking at the idea that you guys probably had no idea that this is where you'd end up, let alone the fact that the jobs Mm. you're in maybe didn't even exist when you first entered the workforce. So take us back to your very young selves. What did you think you wanted to be? You know, what jobs did you think existed? And when you met each other at uni, what did you think that friendship would turn into? What, What were your, you know, what were your hopes and dreams?
0: Bloody hell, Sarah Dahl. How much
1: time have you got five hours later? And then I turned 18. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we need a trilogy
2: for this episode. (laughs) But run us through it. Go back to your childhoods. You know, you've both touched on growing up in North Queensland. What did you think your life would look like? And then take us through each stage to get to where you are now. Because I think a lot of people get so overwhelmed that they don't know what they want to do when they come out of uni. And I love reminding Mm. people with stories like yours that you don't have to know and each step that you take take is going to get you to somewhere in the end, like the one that you're in now, which is yep. your absolute dream life. So yeah, talk us through that. What were you like when you were kids?
0: Okay. So as I we just spoke about, I grew up in North Queensland in a little town called Mission Beach. My dad passed away when I was <gasps> seven. And so he actually died of a heroin overdose, which sounds oh, really loose. hectic, but um. He was a really well-known Australian football player. So we grew up, uh, prior to living in Mission Beach, we lived in Sydney in this beautiful, like, mansion. You know, my mum didn't work. My dad was a football player slash, I think, by the time he had passed away, he was like... Celebrity. Yeah, he was more like, you know, he was on, like, the equivalent of the footy show and that kind of Mm -hmm. thing at that point. Um, And so when he died my mum decided to move back up to North Queensland because she's from North Queensland. And so I kind, of, we kind of went from having this like really amazing like living close to Sydney kind of
1: big, man, big mansion house.
0: kind of lifestyle to moving up to Mission Beach in a, a kind of – it's not a small house by any means. My mum still lives in the same house but just like into a lot more of like a regular house with my mom single parent um, going to mission beach state school which is the you know local school my mom had to go back to work she's a teacher so that was like a pretty big change but i think i was so young it didn't real i didn't realize at the time how much my life had changed cuz mm. i was just like a little kid um grew up in mission beach very small town um 3000 people i think we just you know just a normal upbringing like you know i played every sport under the sun, played multiple instruments, did drama, did dancing, kind of just did it all. And that was awesome. My mum kind of never let her being a single parent get in the way of like us kids being able to do whatever we wanted, which was like in terms of, you know, extracurricular activities. And then went to high school at the local high school. We went and lived for um, a year in Canada, my whole family, which was amazing. Yeah, when I was in grade nine. That was really cool. Probably best year ever. Yeah, I think because my mum was such a go-getter, although I had a very small town upbringing, I don't think I ever had like a small town mentality. I always kind of knew I wasn't going to stay in Mission Beach. I always knew I was going to go off and do some – like I ne- and I never thought just because I lived in a small town that that was going to limit my ability to kind of do what I want. And so then after school I – went to uni in Townsville, which is where I met Nick. Um, And I studied journalism and marketing um, because my uncle was a journalist on the ABC News and I kind of always thought what he did was very glamorous. (laughs) Um, And also growing up, you know, reading Dolly Mag and then like um, Cosmo when you got a bit older, I just kind of always had an envision that I was going to work in the female marketing industry of some kind. So whether it was, you know, in fashion or I was never really into beauty that much, but like fashion or even just like more writing articles for like girly magazines. Like I just loved that kind of being able to talk in that like young tone of voice. And so that was Mm. kind of why I studied journalism. Went to Townsville. We started um, working together, Nikki and I, which is, Nick will probably go into this as well, but We started working at Red Bull together and that was where my love and I think her love for branding and, you know, and we're both being marketing students and just that real brand experience. Like Red Bull's probably one of the most amazing companies in the world at marketing Um, and they have, you know, huge budgets and they do kind of all this amazing, cool, crazy shit. And so we just kind of became like a bit obsessed with Red Bull but Mm. then also obsessed with the company and the way they work. While I was at uni, I was like, I don't mind. My My career could either go in two directions. I could either go and work in specifically in fashion because at that point I'd become really quite passionate about fashion. Or I was like, or I would take happily take any kind of marketing role but for a cool brand or company that I believe in. So like, you know, it could be Red Bull or it could be... You know, at the at the time, I was actually doing a lot of work for like a really cool boutique marketing company that did like cool festivals and events mm. and that kind of thing. Like, so I was like, I don't really care what the end line product is per se, as long as it's a company or brand that I believe in and I, you know, it's something that I, it's fun and cool. And again, youthful. Like, I've got always been attracted to only working in a very like youth driven.
1: Not super corporate kind of. Yeah, yeah. not corporate, like kind
0: of new age vibes, which back then there actually wasn't that Mm. many of. Like this is 10 years ago. It was a lot smaller. You know, there were companies like Red Bull and stuff, but it's not like now where, you know, like most of the young entrepreneurs, like most entrepreneurs that live in Burley are all young in their 20s. So these kind of really youth-driven brands and stuff are huge now, whereas back then... It was a lot more limited. I get
2: goosebumps when I hear these stories because I feel like our journeys are a jigsaw puzzle and each part that you tell is another piece that you're putting in place. And so many people don't get to hear about those earlier pieces and get to make sense of the mm. narratives and stories that you've and things that you've been through that all make sense for where you are now. And I love showing that you mm. didn't necessarily start at Red Bull thinking that you were going to be there forever, fist pumping out of the mini, but it no. shows mm. you what helps no. with the next step and mm. the next step. And, you know, you took all these stepping stones and that's what gets me so excited to remind people that you just don't know what's around the corner and you don't have to have it all figured out at yeah. the start.
0: We literally said to each other the other day, like that our jobs at Red Bull, like if we hadn't have got those jobs at Red Bull, how different our lives would be now. Like it's crazy. Like scarily different. Like scarily. even
1: all of our like, closest friends and stuff. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's pretty nuts. Every
0: single one of our best mm. friends we met working together at Red Bull. It's and actually insane. And you don't love like,
2: every single job either or think that it's going to be something you want to do forever, you know. I found that yeah. I feel like we come out of uni and we think we need to find our forever life and make forever decisions. But it doesn't mm. matter if you were there for, six months or one year or six years because it gave you relationships no, and yeah, totally. and ideas that you took on yep, for every chapter exactly. after
1: that. And like when I, Learn something with everything. Yeah. And then apply it in
0: your next you know, situation. But when I was at uni, like, and I think this kind of, you know, how I was saying earlier, like I just played every sport. I played multiple instruments, even though I didn't really enjoy any of them. I like did drum or I did um, dancing. Like I've always kind of been the kind of person that really probably bites off a little bit more <laughs> than they can chew and does a lot. So when I was at uni, I had literally four jobs. So I was working at Red Bull with Nick. I worked at casually like at a clothes shop. I ran an event up there and then I would always have like one, I was a manager of a cheerleading squad. And so I think just doing that all the time, although can be very stressful and I'll probably whinge a lot, About how busy I am, it's always I don't know. It just opens so many doors, which we'll get to. Um, Anyway, so then after I finished uni, I had one more subject to do, which was an internship, and I just had my heart set on doing it in fashion. My boss at the casual clothing shop, which Nick Nick also worked at as well, um, my boss is there. knew a lady who knew the brand manager of Mink Pink, which was like you know, such a hot brand at the time. It was kind of the only brand that was in the kind of um, like affordable boutique brand kind of realm. Um, that, that And there was another brand called Ladark. I don't know if you oh remember Oh, my one. gosh,
2: Dark! <gasps>
0: remember them? Yes. Blast from the past. Anyway, I um, was able to secure to help them out with an event on the Gold Coast and I was just like, I'm going to wow the pants off <gasps> these birds. And... I did. Up the birds. Up the birds. And they offered me an internship, literally. So I I went to Sydney and did a three-week internship. They asked me to stay an extra week. I did. And then at the end of that, they were like, oh, we'd just love to offer you a job. So then I moved to Sydney and I moved away from Nick, which was very sad, and went away from my boyfriend at the time. And it sucked because we were all living together. We'd all just moved into, you know, like, this is the fun, you know, like, young professional part of our lives where we live together and it's super fun. So that sucked. I lived in Sydney for two and a half years at working at Mink Pink and then I left. The day, same day I left, I was offered a job up here at Princess Polly as in their social media team and Nick was also on the same day offered to move roles to the Gold Coast. Shut yeah. up.
1: So good. The, the loose like called me and she goes, oh, my God, babe. Um, I've been offered a job on the Goldie, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, my God. And she's like, what? And I was like, sorry, you <laughs> finished. But this is such weird timing. I got offered that today too. Okay, Lucy, like, how weird. do we not trust the process? It was crazy.
2: I mean, look what it did. Look at the process. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Literally. <laughs> that was a,
0: but you know what? At the time, though, I was so stressed because my boyfriend had said to me basically like Lucy, he'd just moved to Sydney yeah. to be with oh, me. And he was like maybe like a year before and he was like, you cannot do this yeah. again. And I was, he was kind of like, we're going to break up if, if you go back. And I was kind of like, surely in your heart, you know, you want to move back up there because Nikki's boyfriend as well was my boyfriend's and he was best friend. Up, yeah, yeah, okay. whole friendship
1: groups. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I was like, surely, you know, deep down, although I know you're trying to like make a point, but I know you know <laughs> deep down that you want to I
2: know you move. actually want to do what I want to do. Exactly. You you just don't realise it yet, but you're going to (laughs) realise. Literally.
0: (laughs) Anyway, so we moved back up. I continued working at my job. I started my job at Princess Polly. Working at Princess Polly was amazing. They are like the biggest women's online fashion boutique in Australia. I got to work there for them at a time when they were still small enough that I got to work directly under the two directors. Yeah, which taught me so much and – was just gave me so much confidence because they really g- gave me a lot of power which was great. And Nick was working here as well which I'm sure she'll tell you about. And then a couple of years later we went on that trip the one where Nick yep. lived in a van. I didn't live in a van but <laughs> I was there. I was just staying at some feral hostel down the road while she was in the van. And we had to quit our jobs and it was on that trip that we kind of basically decided that when we go back We're going to have to pursue the influencer thing for no other reason. Like we were both offered to go back to our jobs. Um, But we were just like, when are we ever going to have this moment where we get to work with our best friend, literally getting paid to go and create content. And this was before we were even like, we knew we were going to start Jagger, but it was kind of more just like, we have to just pursue this, even if it's just for a year.
1: Mm, Just the timing of it, really.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that's me up until <laughs> now. Nikki, over <laughs> to you.
1: Wow. Um, well one benefit is that a lot of our life from uni is the same. We just <laughs> that's what she answer. said basically.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: But yeah, same thing. Like, um I grew up obviously in a really small town, Mount Isa, Aww. which is like I think it's like closer to the Northern Territory than it is even to the coast. The Oiza. The Oiser, ah, up them. The Everyone always says Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my mum and dad, they moved out there when they were young because they just sort of, you know, they wanted to get ahead. Like all of their, both of my family, like mum and dad, they're from um, the Tablelands, which is just outside of Cairns in further north Queensland. Yeah, like they kind of moved out when my eldest sister was about, oh, she was like really young still, like maybe three. And, you know, we're like, oh, let's go out. We'll stay there for five years, get ahead. And they ended up having like my other sister and me out there staying for 25 years and they were like, shit, we got stuck. (laughs) But like I think, you know, like they obviously like made a major sacrifice to kind of like go out there so Dad could like work Mm. in the mines and whatever. So I actually loved living in Mount Isao because I didn't know any better. I thought it was the fucking bee's knees. Well, when
0: you grow up in a small town, you don't know anything different. Like my only
1: thing was like, I yeah, and like I just used to love going away and going to the beach because we obviously didn't have a beach so I'd just, you know, live for holidays but I, you know, some of my friends that I met there, like the best people ever, you know, grew up just really, I don't know, pretty humble, I think. Like we used to go away um, for dancing trips and stuff and, you know, like when you go down to Brisbane, it's like, the oh, big my smoke. God, you'd save all your money,
2: <laughs> literally, like all your money. You'd get your hundred bucks and, you'd and you'd go
1: and buy 50 shot tops from Supra. <laughs> <super> the <laughs> same one in
2: all different colours, like fluoro pink, fluoro yellow, fluoro 100%. green, tie-dye fluoro. <laughs> <laughs> literally. <laughs>
1: But um, yeah, and I remember when, so I finished my, my parents bought a house in Townsville um, when I was, I think, in grade 10. And then when I finished school, they moved there. So I, because I wanted to go to Brisbane because my eldest sister lived there. But then I was like, okay, go to Townsville, can live with mum and dad, you know, save money while I'm at, at uni. So I did that. Um, so sad to leave Mount Isa. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. We got to town and was like, "Oh my god, this is even better!" <laughs> you know, thought I was in the fucking big smoke.
0: <laughs> literally, literally, you'll never meet two <laughs> girls that were more excited to go out on Flinders Street.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we thought it was so awesome. Yeah, then went to uni. Um, I did what? Did I, what was my first job when I moved there? I think I did waitressing. Yeah, Cactus Jacks. Cactus Jacks. Loved working there. And then I, um, yeah went to Red Bulls, I've uh, got the job with Loose. We'd actually met initially doing um v eight <laughs> supercar promo work. Grid Girl <sighs> Fujitsu class. Yeah,
2: a. But Loved do you want know it. something
0: weird? I this is the weirdest thing, kind of sounds a bit obsessive, but I remember meeting that Nikki that day and I got my job at Red Bull like the following week, and it was so weird because then Nikki and I started going to uni together for a bit before she got the second job at Red Bull, like with me. And it was the weirdest thing ever. I'd only really met her once. I had like all, and then we started going to uni together and hanging out. But I just was so hell bent on her joining (laughs) me at Red Bull. Like it was really weird. I was like, I really want this random girl to come and be in my team at Red Bull with me because it's like, literally, I just liked Nikki as soon as I met her.
1: How weird. Love is at that, first though? sight, babe. Love at first sight, Absolutely. Doll meant to be. It's the process. Literally. I was like, that like, <laughs> this is what I've been talking about. I was like, this girl is the coolest girl.
0: Like, so I was <laughs> <on glashing. laughs> with her hardcore side bangs, Oh.
1: But I was so yes. into it. Side fringe. If you didn't have one, did you even grow up? Literally, the- <laughs> I had
0: them too. Um But I was like, I really want her to work with me at Redwood. How weird is in hindsight, sometimes I forget how weird that was especially because I had a lot of really good friends in Townsville that were going for the job as well but mm. I was like I really really want Nikki Westcott to get the job. I
1: feel like that's why we can work so well together though because like mm. you know I don't know we met like well I guess initially you know the V8 supercars like what a what a serious role to really kickstart <laughs> a relationship. <start laughs> a friendship. That was very serious. <laughs> no but like you know then we went we studied together at uni so like that had like a worky element and then we worked together at Red Bull like we've always just kind of like been able to work well really well together and like you know passionate about like you know the same things Mm. marketing and and just so you
0: know as well our jobs at Red Bull were just the two of us so it was only ever because we were in in such a small team in Townsville
1: yeah Mm -hmm. so we worked together for like the whole of North Queensland
0: yeah two to three days a week for six hours every shift sitting in a small vehicle well that'll make or
1: break you Literally. Yeah, so true. And we
0: were like, you know, we'd get to the end of the shift and still just park the car and sit there talking to each (laughs) other for an extra hour. It's like
2: what so many couples have been through in COVID. It, like, forces your relationship, put it in a melting pot, see if you guys can survive it. But it also reminds me that, you know, you guys ended up where you are because of so many sliding doors moments where if you hadn't ended up together in that job, you might not have found out that you guys are so good for each other and and you've been able to mm. achieve so much together. You know, that quote that success by fun harm. when you share it, it doubles. So having two of you that work well together. Stop with your bloody corny quotes, Sarah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> You're I've gone in 30 or? minutes without slipping one in. Are you not proud of me? Well, I am impressed. But it's also it's also I because it. we've been talking the most. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I just love that you guys joined forces to allow yourselves to achieve things that by yourselves you might not have actually gone on to do. And, you know, that brings me to mm. the next section, which I usually separate, but I think we'll kind of cover it together here. The natie, all the things that get in the way of your joy, like self-doubt, burnout, uncertainty mm-hmm. about the future. And the fact that you've always had each other, I think puts you in really good stead compared to someone who's, alone in their own Mm -hmm. head and you know all you do is let those doubts kind of overcome you so you know you guys have been through so many different steps before you started Wild Ones and then Jagger and Stone how did you get around those moments of converting the idea to an actual business and getting through those days where you were just like it's not going to work like how are we going to make our incomes out of this, these ideas and how are we going to build a fashion brand when we haven't done it before? You know, it can be a really overwhelming, scary jump, but particularly in an industry where not many mm. people had done it before. It's so new to the world and people are sceptical. And, you know, how did you go from sitting in your Red Bull Mini, chatting away and then building the lifestyle you have today?
1: One thing I think we were pretty good at the whole time was that we kind of sort of had a strategy before we even did Wild Ones. Like we didn't just sort of throw caution to the wind and, you know, just go ham doing it straight away. Like we sort of did that while we worked our jobs. Mm. Like we actually started it in different, Lucy lived in Sydney when we even started it. Mm. Yeah. Like, and then we'd sort of, you know, focus it around like festivals or whatever. And then, you know, slowly but surely like dropped a day at our work and everything. But we did it incrementally. Yeah. Mm. We weren't
0: just like gun hoed, like where, you know, we've got, four followers and we're going to quit our (laughs) jobs and become influencers. Like it happened progressively over the course of five years. And it was
1: definitely still a risk, but like I think it was a lot of like, yeah, if we didn't think we could do it, I don't
2: think we would have done it. It's like Like calculated risks. I think people always, they always ask me like, how did you leave corporate? And I'm like, I didn't do it in one go before I had something to jump to. I kind of did both for as long as I could and waited until the very last minute. Yeah.
1: And that's not even really like particularly money driven. We would just would have been bored if we didn't have that much <laughs> to work with. <laughs>
2: yeah. You know
1: what I mean? Like,
2: <laughs> Before we go any further, guys, I've got a little recommendation for you all that's been adding some yay to my days. I'm always on the hunt for healthy ways to fuel the body and mind, especially when I'm punching out these episodes. And I try to look for organic, natural and plant-based where I can. One of my favourite Aussie businesses, Pure Harvest, have recently introduced their delicious nom oat milks blended with nuts that add so much creamy, satisfying texture to my smoothies or make the perfect addition to the morning cuppa. There's creamy cashew, lush almond, my favourite, or nut bliss, and they're all vegan, free from preservatives, artificial additives, and cane sugar, and importantly, are Aussie made. Pure Harvest also has a wide range of other organic and natural goodies so that when snack time hits, you know you're reaching for something healthy. Pure Harvest products are available at Coles, Woolworths and local independent stores Australia-wide. Now back to the show. And
0: that's the thing, like when we started We the Wild Ones back in 2015... Influencing as a paid job wasn't a thing yet. Mm. So we were just doing that because I was obviously working at Mink Pink at the time and I was like, fuck, Nick, I'm sending out bikinis to all these chicks. (laughs) Send me a couple. (laughs) Cheers, doll. No worries. You know, I'm sending bikinis off to these girls that have like 4,000 followers on Instagram. I reckon we should try it as a joint thing. And um, she was like, fuck, yeah, let's give it a go. And that was how it started. It didn't start for us with, like, the intention of, like, I, I don't know. At that point, Instagram wasn't as much of a thing mm. as it is now. So we knew that it could be something cool that we could get some cool clothes <laughs> out of. But I did not have in my mind that one day we'd be getting paid, you know, thousands of dollars to do a post because that just yeah. it wasn't a thing. Mm. It was more of like a like a what's, bragging <laughs> yeah, rights yeah. at that point. That's all Instagram really Mm. was, like, oh, yeah, I've got X amount of followers, like a bit of a braggy thing. But as it developed, you know, and us both being in the marketing industry in our jobs.
1: Yeah. and We, like, kind of just hustled and, like, yeah, yeah, had a bit of strategy behind it. Like, we always tell the story of when we had 20,000 followers and we um, did a pitch to Camilla, like Camilla with Love, to take us to Coachella with our photographer and, like, do, like, a festival campaign for them. With twenty thousand followers, that was paid for us to go hustle. Yeah, (laughs) so I think because we went to uni and worked in careers and stuff, we sort of like had a little bit more confidence. And you know, maybe someone else who was just sort of entering Mm. it, like um, you know, we didn't. We've only ever had a manager once, which we did when we first started Jagger and Stone, just because we were so busy. We were kind of like we didn't want to let wild ones slip away, so we gave that a go. But
2: otherwise, like we've just sort of always been comfortable sort of doing it ourselves looking at it. And that's as so cool. Business. This is what we were talking about before we started recording that I think because the world has changed a lot you know the structure of careers and working lives and also people who do have a profile starting businesses in partnership with people who you know take care of the operations. I don't think people know mm-hmm. how much you guys do at the back end and how much it has or by being driven by you know you guys literally doing the work yourself. So as you built mm. We the Wild Ones and then three years later developed into Jagger and Stone, which is its own fashion label, what were the steps that you actually had to do? You know, how did you first des- get your mm. designs? How do you get a manufacturer? How do you send stuff out? Like, yeah, how did you guys figure mm. it all out?
0: It's all like, well, because that job I had in Sydney, I was doing fashion wholesale. So mm. I had, was very kind of fortunate to kind of learn the back end of a brand to a degree, but Nick and I were both still very novice at it and we still had a lot to learn. And even, you know, like we'd never run a Shopify account or anything like that before, but it's one of those things that's like, it's what we love and it's what we're passionate Mm. about. And like, you know, learning how to work a, an Australia post-it e-parcel account, it's hard, but it's not rocket science. (laughs) Like, you know, you learn these things along the way. And that's the thing. Like if you've got to just get something done, you just get it done.
1: Oh, did a lot of Googling. Yeah. Do we need GST? <laughs> Help what do we? What, what sort of <laughs> <laughs> partnership are we like? <laughs> Literally, and like we just kind of yeah, just divide and conquer, and just sort of just hope hope that we didn't miss anything when we launched. <laughs> and I remember when we
0: first started, like when we first started Jagger, we were like looking at all the potential outcomes. We're like, it sells out, amazing. We make this much money. We gradually sell through it. We maybe just do it as like a one once-off drop. You know. And then I was like, worst case scenario, it's barely sells. We do it as like a one one time drop. I'm like, I do know like there's places where you can sell, you know, stock to at like a Mm. really cheap price. We might not even make even make our money back, but you can sell them to like like you trade secret or TJ Maxx or something like that. If worst case scenario comes and we don't sell a single unit, what's the risk? We lose fifteen grand each. I'm not going to lose sleep over losing 15 grand when it's like that's a huge amount of money and I definitely don't have 15 grand spare laying in my backyard or anything but when I knew that it was like a risk that could potentially change my life forever in the positive like as if it went well and it did so I we weren't mm. really scared like
1: we weren't really fearful at all about doing it and I think coming off the back of that trip as well like we were just sort of both so mm. ready you know like we'd left like our dream jobs or like our jobs that we really loved and like that were very like career-based and then we kind of travelled, Wanderlust Gypsy <laughs> lovers, came back. I was like, fucking, and I'm so sick of being Luce, a boho Lucy goes, gypsy. Lucy goes, where does one find shellac in <laughs> Central America?
0: <laughs> Literally, babe, my toenail <laughs> fell off while we were travelling because, you know, God knows what I was doing for my toenail. No, it was because we climbed this volcano, <laughs> I wore the wrong shoes, I wore these boots. My toenail ended up falling off. You wore shoes. And I'm telling you, there's oh my god, nothing who pretty are about.
1: You? <laughs> thought she thought she may as well whip him yeah, out for like a volcano. For I, I whipped story. my shoes out this
0: one time <laughs> to get to the summit. And I'm telling you, you think a, a leisurely stroll to the top
1: of a volcano? It fucking wasn't. Fate. <laughs> that's one of the. That's one of the biggest times we've been misled in our life. Oh my god! I did it with raging. Like I had like a, <gasps> a bug. Um, and I Aww. got really sick the morning I got there, but I, they'd all sort of downplayed how big this hike was. So I did the hike with like nice. diarrhea and blundstone shoes, which we got gifted. That gave me the biggest blisters oh, cause I'd never no. worn them before. Decided oh, so to the whip era. them out on the hill.
2: We absolutely pooped <laughs> it it was very character building. I'm so proud. I mean, what an ordeal, but, (laughs) but I love, you know, there's actually a big chapter in the CZA book about the fact that we don't often talk things through to their worst case scenario, because we're so fearful of confronting what that looks like. But when you don't think about it, it makes, you know, it makes the worst case scenario seem so much bigger than it is. So I think a lot of people sit in that fear and they have self-doubt and they're worried about it because they haven't thought about how it's not as bad as you think. So, I think, you know, the best Mm. advice you can give is sit down with yourself and write down if everything screws up, if everything went worst case scenario, what does that actually look like? And most of the time you realize it's not that bad. I mean, you might look a little bit stupid, Mm. but you'll get over it. You'll get over that so quickly. And most of the time people aren't actually looking at what you're doing anyway. And then you might lose a little bit of money, but You'll always make that back. Yeah. You know, you can never. You can always make back money, but you can never make back time. And you know, there's another point. Right? Oh my god, this is where you need your yeah. bell. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> ding ding
1: ding. Where's your bell? Ding 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 ding.
0: I need my big bell, <laughs> Emily. Where's my big bell? <laughs> I think Nick and I as well. I've always been like I don't know why. I've just never had like an overly huge attachment to money. So like. The idea of potentially losing fifteen grand for something that I genuinely believed in could have yeah, yeah could have been the rest of my future and everything. I just don't really. I never. I never even. It never. Failure never even crossed my mind because I was just like, you know, I'd rather try and potentially lose that money and say at least that I tried then than not just trying. not try at all. Yeah, mm.
1: and I think that that's it's a good attitude to have because yeah, I think fear is like literally the number one like you know crippling thing for so many people because it's like oh or like you know embarrassment or something like whereas yeah fear and I think or, again because there was two of us yeah. too it was sort of like we we're just kind of like fuck it let's go for it like and you know the process was so fun like we were it was just like we were so consumed by it that we didn't even really <laughs> think about Yeah. I think I remember we had a conversation one day and we were like, really and truly, what's the worst that happens? We're like, I would say we're pretty employable. You know, we've been to uni, we've worked a few jobs. That's it. We'll get another one. If not, and shit hits a fan, I'll go wash dishes. I'll go stack shelves at Woolies. Like, I don't really care. Like, we'll be absolutely fine. Yeah.
0: And we knew, like... We both had come out of fairly good fairly good roles that realistically I think if all hell broke out and everything was a failure, I think both of our jobs would have taken us back if we mm. had wanted to. Mm. And then there was a the whole other element of it as well that we were influencers as well and we had that as like a kind of side revenue stream and all the mm. fun trips and stuff we were going on. Like although Jagger was like becoming like what was going to be like our thing We did have a lot of other things going Mm. on as well that it wasn't the be-all, end-all should it have failed. And, yeah, I don't know why. I'm just not that scared of when it comes to to work-related stuff and, like, jobs, I just don't think anything that we do could ever be a bad idea, which is probably a bad Mentality. I think it's an amazing
2: mentality. But we were and all- the thing that holds people back more than anything else, including actual failure because the idea didn't work, is fear that the idea won't work. And you're both so yeah. refreshing that, you know, so many of these episodes get consumed by how the guest got through self-doubt or battles it on an ongoing basis. And it's unusual to have someone say fear actually hasn't controlled my decisions and hasn't held me back that much because I think that's exactly the example people need. Mm. (laughs) Listen, Sarah, if you were to ask me about my love life, I would say
0: fear consumes a lot of it, but when it comes to work, we're pretty good.
1: But yeah, I think it's like when you really kind of strip it back and strip away, like, you know, all the emotion around it, like, like the fear and all that jazz. It's kind of like this is the worst case scenario. If you have to do that, it's not that
2: bad. So I haven't lost a limb,
1: you know. Let's and the just other keep thing talking. is that I
2: talk about all the time is like we're not heart surgeons or paramedics or firemen. Like what, what is urgent exactly. about Literally. someone getting their order for green tea like half a second late? Nothing is going to happen. Oh, baby. Depends if be- there's if, before splendor, oh, yeah. very urgent. Yeah, the <laughs> exception for surprise. okay. Absolutely. <laughs>
0: I think as well, like like Nick said before, the fact that there is two of us always does alleviate a little bit of the stress and pressure a little bit because it just kind of in a weird way makes you feel like you're not going through it just you. The burden isn't just yours, which – I don't think we like consciously, it's it's certainly not why Nikki and I went into business together or anything, but I think subconsciously that does like alleviate For sure. a little bit of the pressure and stress because you're like, at least I know someone else is going through it at the same time.
1: Or like, you know, if one of us are having a day where it's like, oh, this isn't working or I'm like, you know, having a shit day, the other one would be like, you know, bring you up totally. or vice versa. Like we very rarely both just sit there and <laughs> sulk, you know, like that just wouldn't be very, I sulk wouldn't 90, get much done. I sulk 90% of the time, you can sulk
2: 10%. Every Jeez, now, and, lot, again. Every like now a, and again. a lot of people who go into business with family or really close friends, like I've gone into business with my husband five years ago and the transition from your friendship to your business relationship is actually a bit bumpy at the start because you've got to learn like a whole new way to communicate with each other and it breaks some relationships whereas others become a lot stronger. What would you guys mm-hmm. say is the best and worst parts of working with your best friend and how you kind of figured out... Oh, I can already <laughs> say the worst. <laughs> how you figured out your roles between each other. It's not as bad as you think. I feel like I know what it
1: is.
0: Oh, when you hung over, you're hungover, you're both hungover at the same time <laughs> usually because you've been partying together
1: the night before and not separately. I feel like that's also the best thing though because it's like, shit, we've got to go fucking
2: record a podcast when you're as dusty <laughs> as I am. Let's go. I love that literally. you so much on the same page. <laughs> Oh, oh, it's, good it's because, freaky um,
1: how much we're on the same page. What happened the other day? And we're like, what the fuck? Oh, we got like a, our Lux collection drops um, tomorrow, actually. Very exciting. You're beauty. We um, got the video back, which is amazing. And we were both watching it like in the Uber on the way to dinner. And we were like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And there was this one clip, which I reckon went for like one second. Oh, we both same went, time. oh, that needs to go. At the same time, literally, no, and we were there,
0: like. There was another thing that happened recently. Oh, the nails! <laughs> oh, the nails! Okay, so I was getting my nails done the other day, and Nick and I both go and get our nails done, like professionally, but we just happened to be getting them done at separate places that day, at like nail art places. And I was like to my lady, like, oh, what? She's like, what are you thinking? And I was like flicking through their page. I was like, oh, I might do this, which was like a white tip, and then like one feature nail with flame, white flames and I was sitting there scrolling and she was starting um, on the white tips and I just go to her so casually. I'm like, oh, shit, I can't have um, white, white nails with a white flame. My, what are the chances, though, honestly? My best friend just uploaded a photo to her stories and that's what she got and the nail lady was like, oh, did you know that she was getting that? I was like, no. And, and I just kind of thought it was so normal. And she was just like, So you guys went separately and you've never discussed your nails. You went separately to the nail salon and both asked for the same thing. And then you just so casually were like, Oh, I can't get that anymore because she's got it. And I was like, That is kind of weird when you think about it. <laughs> Literally. So but
1: for us, we're like, Good Also, choice, girl. it's not like a white flame. <laughs> so is I got like these common.
0: butterflies, which I regret. <laughs> oh,
1: she got <laughs> Trust the process, doll.
2: (laughs) I got these butterflies, mad Mad regrets. Can't wait to go and get my white flame put on. Scram, Nikki. (laughs) That is an interesting question, actually. I imagine that you guys don't have many, but do you have any regrets? Mm. In life, do I have any regrets? in the whole journey.
0: I often wake up after a big night with a few regrets. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I believe that's called the booze blues. Yeah, um, but... In terms of business, I don't, there's nothing that I, I don't want to say this and like jinx us, but knock wood. There's only been like, we, one photo shoot we did oh, actually, actually. Yeah,
1: that's a good one. <laughs> also, still don't regret it because it was like a fucking journey. Hell
0: of a time. <laughs> but a one time. photo shoot we did, we, and this is only the second photo shoot that we did for Jagger and Stone. Our first campaign was fucking amazing. We had this a team of 10 Tree. in Joshua oh my God. Tree in so America. Iconic, so on brand. You guys,
2: what an amazing and launch. We
0: did, yeah. We didn't pay for a single person's flights. Like we worked it all out so that we could shoot it in the week of Coachella. So all the Australian I models were think. over there. We just timed it to absolute perfection. And so then for our second one, we went in with this kind of crazy vision. We were very obsessed with game trains <laughs> nice. at the time.
1: Like in hindsight, probably a bit, intense. A bit freakishly obsessed. Yeah, we we loved Game <laughs> of Thrones.
0: And we kind of went all out and went to this theme park in the middle of like what? Ballarat. Ballarat in Victoria where there was a castle and horses. A and knight. A knight with a fi- <gasps> firing joust. I <laughs> oh, shit you not.
1: Anyway, the, the shoot and we, like, we did a two-day shoot, so yeah. that second range. The first day we went and shot in the snow, which was so the fucking thick. Snow. In like, the snow. In the snow. Like, actually incredible, though. And then I drove, like, a minivan for, what was it, like four hours <laughs> to get to this castle. Yeah. <laughs> at, like... After we'd had like a few, you know, dinner and drinks at like this weird inn that was nearby. Like oh. I don't know, just everything was just so like there was a lot on. And, I love it. Yeah. And I don't know. It was still really cool. It's one of like the best videos ever, but like we were like, okay, that wasn't even about <laughs> the fashion that or very on brand where yeah. like we got way too sidetracked.
0: We as well at that point, we were so focused on the shoots and the marketing that I think we were kind of And obviously we weren't experts as well, which now we have a team working under us that are a lot better at this kind of thing than we are. But we weren't really focusing as much on the important things like maybe the construction of the clothes Mm. and we were kind of just like, oh, we need to have metallic gold flares because (laughs) that looks like someone would wear it in Game of Thrones.
1: And it's kind of (laughs) like. And it's
0: fucking sick. And it's sick. And don't get me wrong, they were sick. But I think we were just so focused on that shoot that we kind of, in some elements, overlooked the product.
1: Yeah. It was still good though. Like we, you know. We sort of, like, bought medieval we, – we did make medieval make it fashion. <sighs> nice. You know, medieval like, had like make little it. layered bustiers with, like, you know, off the shoulder, like, puff sleeve tops with little bridal button cuffs and stuff. Yeah. We actually – after we did that shoot, so it was a two-day shoot down in Victoria, and then the next day we flew to New York for Fashion Week. Are we actually insane? <gasps> I think okay, we're insane. So that's my we're next crazy. question.
2: In the, salt, like, NATA arena – if self-doubt is not your biggest one, I'm like, how do you actually manage your energy? Because not only are you doing so many different things at once, but they're all really high energy output things. So do you ever need quiet time? I'm not going to mm-hmm. lie.
0: I think there's some days that Nikki's like, are you really going to do that to us, Lucy? Like, are you really going to book a flight from Melbourne to New York? Really? <laughs>
1: there was one example. Like, yes, <laughs> <laughs> There was an example recently. <laughs> this is a good one for our Christmas party. So Lucy's going, we're taking our team out on a boat and then we always every year throw like a big Jagger party. And We've had so many ranges dropping and everything and we're kind of like, we nearly weren't going to do one. Then we're like, no, we have to do a Jagger Christmas. So we're going to have like a, you know, still invite only, but like a, you know, party where people can wear our clothes and everything. And Lucy's like, oh my God, babe, this is what we should do. (laughs) We'll take our intimate team out on the boat, drive around for a bit. So, because we didn't know if we wanted to go swimming or like, you know, just do like standing dinner and canapé vibes. She was like, we can do that. And then we'll hire a house to have the party at. So we're going to have to hire a whole, a whole events team to bump in the house that day and then we'll get dropped to the house on the boat and everyone else can meet <laughs> us at the house. Like we'll dock up on the boat. Nikki's like, oh, honestly. Like, love it. But then I was also like, should we look at these as two separate yeah. parties perhaps? Like it's It a just lot. started getting so <laughs> hard. No,
2: she's like, Lucy, do less, <laughs> Do please. you ever burn out? Yeah. Do you guys ever get like, oh, I feel like, like when your businesses are – very focused on the digital world and that's a really important platform for you you're like constantly not only connected literally doing the stuff but connected in thinking of Mm. everything's inspiration like new clothes that you see new colors new patterns like it's so hard to switch off because your business is a lifestyle business like do you guys ever just have a breakdown or how do you Mm. balance the energy to constantly I think keep
1: going we used to Probably our biggest struggle was when we were travelling heaps and running our business. Agreed. Because we were doing that. Similar workload. Well, like we've got a team now, so like we're – Pressures alleviated Mm. off us a little bit now in terms of like you know the day to day management
0: running of the business. Whereas now, like for example, obviously we're in here podcasting with you and our whole team are at the office working still. Whereas in the first two years, we were doing it all. We were traveling so much. We
1: said yes to everything, and it kind of like yeah, but that was a that was a lesson. Not regret a lesson.
2: You win or you learn, guys. It's not like
1: Mm. that's it, and it's not
0: like. We don't. We couldn't do it. We just were doing it with a lot of stress and a lot less sleep and that kind of thing. Like, yeah, when we were over in Mexico on our last trip when we went to spring break, I reckon that was probably almost at my mm. boiling point because there were just some things going on with work that I couldn't figure out. And like, you're in a different time
1: zone. Like, you're, yeah, something as simple as Lucy hates working on a laptop without a mouse. Like, even that Too would much. just be like Ah, yeah, this is so totally. frustrating like yeah that's, a that's such flex. a weird place I we really can't do it i honestly can't do it i love it, oh, it. We'll, we'll be there like we wearing those big you know supersized fucking vodka slashing on the laptop in the buffet just you know getting our work done before we go to the pool party literally spring break baby must say yes to everything and it's not like we just go to a party and go home at 10 p.m i can we're see that there. last ones up like woo, bringing I the love lives, this so enjoy. much i feel like wow.
2: you're the only people but i've spoken to in a long time who when i'm like i'm such a grandma. Like I used to party and now I need to go to bed at 8pm. You're like the two people in the world who are like, we just don't relate like cannot relate to that.
1: <laughs> yeah, we, we just saw. do not relate. We oh, just what's that it? like? You must have really good sleep.
0: We just get more wild as the years go on. It's I love it. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. It, it worries me. We need to be impregnated soon. Just, just to calm down. <laughs> I'm like someone put a baby in me just so, so I stop Just so I calm the drinking. fuck down. Please.
2: But this is <laughs> what I love because we're so different. I love that. I love that you do still. So the last section is called play TA, which is obviously you guys haven't lost it like a lot of us do, but some of us lose that childlike ability to play and have fun and you have to stop and remind so many people you don't Mm. you're not here to just work and die and if you love what you're doing but you work so hard that you can't enjoy it because you're you're exhausted all the time or you're burnt out or whatever what's the point of that like you're not having any of the enjoyment and I love that you guys have kept that play as like such a present part of what you do but because play and work are really meshed in together. Are there any things that you guys do that are just for joy, like that don't relate to fashion, that don't relate to like anyone, anything related to work? Like, ha- yeah, okay, sleep. good. That's one thing. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, sleep. <laughs> we still love like festivals and stuff. You yeah, know? Like, we, you. yeah,
1: Like we went out to this party um, a couple of months ago and, you know, obviously after COVID and everything, there just been nothing on. And we went out to this property and went to his party, like the first one back. And I, should, you know, I don't think we did many Instagram stories. We were just like full so of And also because COVID had just finished. And we were just fully immersed, in the day had like we were like euphoric. We were like, "This is like so yeah. much fun!" Like we actually love it. I had love a little it. boogie.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like that's one of the things. Like people are like, oh, you know, like partying is. For example, our Jagger Christmas party is coming up. Yes, partying is a big part of technically our work and our brand in Mm. a way. But for us, it's part of our work and our brand because it's just what Nikki and I love to do. So it's like, even though technically, for example, at our Jugger Christmas party, there's going to be elements of it that we have to, of the day that will be work focused per se. A lot of people that are around us in a work sense (laughs) are like our best friends. Like mm. it's like we work in an industry where like our photographer, our videographer, our makeup artists are like all of our best friends. You know, all of yeah. our influencer mm-hmm. friends who would be on the guest list are all our best friends. So it's kind of like we're so lucky now that work and enjoying ourselves really is.
1: Business and pleasure, baby. Yeah, it. we
0: like they really are so, so joint that I don't ever feel like I'm working
2: pretty yeah. much.
1: Like
0: you unless I'm lucky. Unless I'm in Mexico with no mouse. (laughs) That is a shit storm. That's the only time I'll ever get. That is a shit storm. I love this
2: so much because I often say to people that it is so important to have a very clear delineation between on and off because some people burn out. But I also say to everyone that we all have a different threshold for what ties us out and what doesn't and what Mm energises us. And you guys are the perfect example that we're so fundamentally different in the way that we get energy and spend energy. And your threshold is just that you don't need the same downtime that I do. And you don't need the same like clear line of boundaries because it works for you guys. And I love that reminder that not everyone has to have the same life structure to be at their best and to enjoy it the most. Like to me in my brain, I'm like, oh my God, I would not survive that. But I love that for you guys, you're like, it is a blur and that works.
1: Yeah, yeah. They've like I'm sure it'll eventually, like you know, catch up with us. But like I think for now, we're just still. It's also you we know, just love us, it for us to have throw a Jagger and Stone Christmas party and see all of our friends come wearing our shit. Like that's that's, that's like a dream, the, that's a dream, baby. Dream, literally. <laughs> like it literally makes us so excited. Still, one thing
0: I will say though, um, we love to party and like you know we really enjoy. Like you know Nick and I on any given night, for instance, we live together, um, and on any night we could be. Even like a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we could be socializing or going out, even for dinner and a few drinks, pretty much every night. So we're social all the time, which I love being social. And like mm. Sundays, are usually like my lay in bed, don't talk to anyone, watch a movie vibe. I find I do find sometimes if I don't have a, maybe that one day, I will start the week with a little bit more like kind of oh I haven't really had my one little bit of you know yeah. chill time. But I did notice when we were – we love partying and stuff, we love socialising, but I did notice there was a phase there where we were like even, you know, socialising and partying even on weeknights and I will say that's probably Mm. my threshold because I'm like, you know, it's all fun and games. (laughs) You know, Christmas party time there's going to be a bunch of parties on weeknights and stuff. That's to be expected. But I just feel so guilty if I am really, really hungover at work during Mm. the week. So that's probably my limit.
2: And like we – you know, we oh, exercise see, every day. See, amazing. Oh, my God, that makes me feel so much yeah, better that yeah. you just need one day to recharge. I feel
1: like
2: much yeah, yeah. more of a normal human and not a grandma.
0: <laughs> yeah, no. We, well, and, like, Nick likes going to the beach and that kind of thing. I like, you know, closing yeah, my... Like my- Bedroom door and not speaking to anyone watching Netflix. I
1: go go into Lucy's room. When I come to the beach, it's like an igloo.
0: (laughs) 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 Put (laughs) your hoodie on
1: upon entry. So (laughs) nice, though. Literally. No, we definitely do like
0: having like a little bit of chill time here and there. But like I would say compared to the average person, we are, Yeah. yeah. Got a bit on. And we do, we don't. And we put a lot on yeah. our own plate. But you love yeah.
2: it; you thrive on it, and that's amazing. It's just like know we know your own limits, we and don't it. try and like catch up to anyone else's pace because it. All that matters is like where you guys are at. And I keep thinking
0: as well. In probably two to three years, realistically, if I can find a boyfriend,
1: <laughs> we'll <laughs> be all over. It'll be yeah. all over,
0: and we'll probably be with child. <laughs> So I'm like, I am going to rip in for the next few Make years. Make the most
2: of it. Literally. I love that you just refer
1: to ripping in. For <laughs> I'm going to rip right years. in. Can I Amazing. Just say
2: that? I'm just going like, to rip we've, we've right in. We've lost a
1: year of travel because of COVID, so, you know. Rip in for three years. I'm year ripping got, Oh, you three. can double Literally. rip next year
2: and just never be hungry. Literally. <laughs> double rip. <laughs> no, oh my god. I, I've I've cut off
0: ripping in too okay. hard on weeknights. <laughs> So I'm cutting out like at least four nights a week in that department, and then, but you know, then on the weekend we just send it extra hard. I love it.
2: (laughs) Balance, baby. Second last question: three interesting things about you that don't normally come up in conversation. And I know you guys banter a lot on your podcast, so you're gonna have to dig deep. You can even do each other's three. What are some interesting things like that humanize you that most people wouldn't know? Only like your housemate would know.
0: Oh, I just had one for you, Nick, and I, I've just lost it. Something that we were talking about the other day, and I was like, oh, that's a weird thing you do. <laughs> oh, like my weird, like, lunch dinner. Oh, yeah, that's a fun one. Nick has very specific cuisines for cuisines specific times oh, a day. For, oh. for specific times a day. So should we, like, God forbid we have a burrito for dinner. It's only strictly lunch. Mexicans Oh, my God, I lunch. love this. Um, it's
1: actually weird.
0: Yeah. And then another one is burgers are strictly
1: lunch. We can't go no, to grilled. Yeah, I hate going out for burgers at night. We can't go to grilled. Like, I'll do it, but I'll kind of look like, oh, should we maybe go to Italian instead? I don't and know.
0: she always is like, should we maybe? <laughs> I'm like, can you try and stop acting lazy going about <laughs> it? <when> like, <laughs> I know you're going to be there fucking
1: in He's hell. i no chill about it. I, I love remember it. <laughs> um, recently, yeah, one of our friends recently, we were hungover and we were ordering Uber Eats and um, they wanted to get Indian for lunch. And I was like, hmm. I don't know. I think should we maybe not? <laughs> and then it was like, Yeah, should we maybe
0: not? What Can I just the menu? say though, who the fuck has Indian food? I mean, wine, I feel really? that one. That one I Okay, agree and then
1: with. Yeah. they go to order Indian it's like opens at five PM and I just went I didn't even say anything, I went, should we choose another <laughs> cuisine? <laughs> <laughs> and another one? No, I would never have sushi for dinner.
0: Weird. Yeah, that's a lunch vibe. Yeah, that's But a I lunch. will have
1: sushi at Etsu. Like it depends on the
0: restaurant. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I've got another one for Nikki. She is the most indecisive oh. person on earth. It's painful.
1: I'm a Pisces, and I'm like that's like a.
2: Okay, full so you're thing. chill and it's like super easy,
0: except on the
1: cuisine for dinner and lunch thing.
0: Oh, like try mo- choosing a movie oh. with her when you are over. Oh, I'm like, oh, oh, give me the remote right now, please. <laughs> I'd, I'd, i I could have
1: watched a movie <laughs> in the time that we sat there deciding what movie. Wait, and I even, I'm even that bad. Where I'll, like, put it on and I'll be like, oh, I'm a master. That's me. And then I put it on and then I'm probably asleep in five minutes anyway. (laughs) I'm like, you're sitting on your phone anyway. This movie is purely for me and I just choose it. What are some of Lucy's? What's one for you? Oh. Oh, mate. <laughs> the girl can't shower without wetting the whole bathroom oh yeah I put water everywhere and she hates being alone in the shower she gets so bored that like even if we're pre-drinking she'll like I like she'll get out as she's like fully still drenched like a back's wet <laughs> she, she walks out of the shower with like a roadie <laughs> that she's made because she needed to keep pre-drinking in the shower like she's like oh fuck it was so boring in there we can not get ready in my room
2: are you one of those people who wants your mate to like pull up a chair to the shower so you can keep chatting like, keep me company. Keep me entertained. Pretty
0: much. Pretty much. Except I'd hate Nikki to see me in the nude, so that wouldn't work. <gasps> oh yeah, we're Are not you nude not, nude fri- we're not nude friends? we nude friends. Do you know friends. what? I would have
2: totally picked you guys for nude nah. friends.
0: Nah, we're yeah, not. Yeah, sometimes friends. people
2: ask if
1: we hook up and shit, and I'm like, <laughs> no, actually. I was like, listen, I'm open to sexually exploring. <laughs> oh, my God, when we broke up <laughs> with our boyfriends earlier this year, there was a few DMs like that, like you two lesbians now. We were like, wow. no. <laughs>
2: I mean, that's not, not the polar. only
1: option um, from
2: here forward. Like, <laughs> yeah, I
1: was like, interesting, literally interesting, but no,
0: um, we're not nude friends. There's another fun fact. That's for you, a really all, fun fact. People don't know.
1: Um, <laughs> what else? Uh, I'm a wet dog. I don't drive myself properly. You're like w- like obsessed with TV, and it calms you.
0: Oh uh, yeah, I'm definitely get. I've definitely gotten a lot better. Um, but yeah, I love TV. Only I don't sit around obsessively watching TV yep. all day long. But like, come to like nine o'clock at night, if mm. I'm in. So like,
1: oh yeah, that's a, it. Helps you go to sleep.
0: Yeah, help. Again, I've actually gotten a lot better. <laughs> just falling I love asleep. You guys, the are um, amazing. I do. <laughs> I do love TV. I love it. I live for telly.
2: telly. (laughs) Live for telly and a glass of bread. Last question, guys. I do. What are your favourite quotes? You have to have a corny quote. Throw them at me. I've got mine. Oh, Nikki's got one. This is my
1: go-to. Very applicable. I sort of, you know, try and work it into everyday (laughs) combos like you. (laughs) 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 Comparison is the thief of joy. (gasps) Such a good one.
2: That's a pearler. Such a good one. Mm. I love it.
1: And, like, yeah, it just—it never makes you feel good if you're, like, you know, comparing yourself or, like, jealousy and, you know, I know you can't always help those things but I think it's very important to remember that, like, when you do stuff like that, you're just kind of hurting yourself. Such a
2: good one. You got one, Luce? Mm. I'm just Googling good quotes right now. (laughs) Just delegating that. My potential (laughs) favourite. Lucy says...
0: I gotta get through this. Oh yeah, I, I was going through a bit of a tough time early this year, um, earlier <laughs> last week, um, and you know that song. Um, Got to get through this, but that's like dun dun. Yep. It. It's like a yep. house music song. Um,
2: is it short? Anyway, me and
0: my friend. Ned, Did I just remember that? Is that hang on,
2: is it kind of like that really boppy one? Dun 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 dun. Yeah. dun. Give me just, just a second, yeah. and yep. I'll be yep.
0: Yep. all right. Yes, hang on. Can you listen?
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. What a throwback, you guys. You've taken me to all different times.
0: <laughs> even, fav- even my favourite um, meaningful life life quote is in the form of a <laughs> house music song. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get through this. Um, No, but, yeah, I don't – I love, like, quotes and stuff at the moment because whenever you go through, like, a tough time, you, like, read those, like, those pages, like, We the Urban and We Are Not oh, Really Strangers not really and strangers. The Female Warhol and you read them and you're like, oh, yes, I can relate to that. Mm. Um, but there's never been one that like fully, fully, fully has been the only – like I just like all of them.
1: Yeah,
2: depends like what stage yeah. you what mood I'm <laughs> Amazing. in.
0: But, yeah, mainly at the moment <laughs> i got to get through this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, thank you so much, guys. That must be said in truth. You have been such a pleasure. Oh. You're such a blast. Thank you for having me on your show and thank you for jumping on Seize the Yay. Oh, we us, love you. Us three you. could literally, like, if
1: we have, like, ever can reunite in person, we'll just be, I reckon, hours just chit-chat, chit-chat, oh chit-chat. I actually God.
0: cannot wait, wait for you. that day. We should do one of Wines. those
2: Joe Rogan podcasts where it just goes for, like, five hours and people just listen to us gas bag about just random shit. We could totally do that. I need to have, like,
0: a limit, though, because five hours, a lot of crazy
2: <laughs> shit could be said.
1: <laughs> we need to rain you That's in. Goodness. And a lot of drinks consumed.
0: A lot of drinks. The more drinks I have, the more rogue my chat gets. (laughs) And, like, I'd be concerned after two bottles of wine, (laughs) it'd be, like, batting down the hatches because crazy's (laughs) in town. Crazy fun. Fun. Amazing.
2: Crazy fun. Man, this one was so much fun. I truly loved how much they are just wholly themselves and absolutely loving life. If you laughed anywhere near as much as I did, please share and tag We The Wild Ones or Lucy and Nikki's personal pages to give them some love and so we can reshare to help keep growing the neighbourhood. Make sure you join the Facebook group as well to find out about the weekly giveaways for the best shares and a new product that's launching imminently into the family. I hope you're having a wonderful day and a seizing your yay.